I'm Emma G. Rose, author of Contemporary Fantasy and Mythological Weirdness. I'm Shelley Shearer, author of Urban Fantasies and Cozy Mysteries. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. Join us as we explore the expanding universe of indie books. Hello. Today on Indie Book Talk, we are doing a review of Maddie Dalrymple's. I hope I said that right. She coached me on how to say it, and I, I always do it wrong. It. Uh, on Maddie's book, The Sense of Death, which is the first book in her Anne Kinnear suspense thriller series. And if you listened to our interview with Maddie, you will know that we got all excited about reading her books and said that we were going to do so. And now we have, and I'm very excited to talk about them. Shelly, tell me what your thoughts are on this. I have right. So this is the first time we've both read the same book. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so overall, first impressions. I love the cover. I love I, the I think, cover. Yeah. I think it's um, once you read the book and you go back to the cover, you're like, that's very fitting. So it's very good. It's basically a very, it's like of a door with like a hand kind of uh, door knocker thing. It's it calls to you. It's not over the top. I think it's right for the for the kind of th- you know this is these aren't thrillers like like being hunted down the streets by a man in black. These are like qu- quiet creep up on you kind of thrillers. Right. So and I think the cover is very killer un- kind of killer. These are this is a killer. But my first impression of it that I love the kind of Columbo esqueness of seeing the death first. Oh, I didn't even think of it like that Columbo-esque. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Because I'm a huge Columbo nerd, and I love the fact that it started with, here's what we're going to unravel throughout this entire book, and we're going to tell you all the things that happens, and then you can experience us as we unravel it. Well, and I loved loved the tension that that brought, because you know, you know that Anne, and you know if you read the back of the book or the description, you know that Anne, she has an awareness of those who have passed on, right? And then we have this guy who's killed someone. And you know that these two things exist in the same universe and they are going to collide at some point and it's going to end poorly for someone. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that like quiet tension of how are these two lives going to entangle and what's going to happen when they do. Right. And what she does, what Maddie does is she she gives you like his life for a little while and then you go to Anne's life for a little while and then you go back and forth. So you see how the two slowly intertwine throughout the entire book, which I thought built very well. And I also, I I didn't like as a person, the killer, which is probably good, but I did like his character. I felt it was well drawn and that the, the murder that he did was a believable act for the kind of person that he was. Yes. Power hungry and desperate. And kind of pathetic. Right. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't something that was over the top. He didn't like plot some extreme crazy thing. And it took you through all of his like thought patterns of how he was going to fix it. So I, I yeah, it made him totally believable. The only thing that kind of threw me at first is I, since I am a cozy mystery person, first and foremost, I always like to hear it from the, I guess the protagonist frame of mind. So I would have liked to hear more about Anne. So I'm looking forward to reading more because I want to know more about her. I do love her. I have full disclosure to those listening. I may have downloaded and read all of the books, <laughs> including all four of the short stories. Um, but I'm trying. I'm going to try to confine this review <laughs> to the single book. And what I can tell, what I can say is, I did want to know more about Anne. I wanted to know more about her family because she has this brother and her the brother's partner, and they are both 
delightful. I, I really enjoy them. And the more you get to know them, the more enjoyable they become. Yeah. Mike and Scott. Mike fantastic. and Scott. Oh my God. They're perfect. They're just, they, they're perfect for each other. They're perfect for Anne. They like, they're different from her, but they love her and they keep her grounded, even though she's got this weird thing going on. And I, I, I love that they can see the spirit of their, uh, she can see the spirit of their cat. <laughs> oh, I yes. That was so adorable. Cat <laughs> loves it because she's like, and he just went down the stairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I found them. I found them them delightful. I found Anne delightful. I found all the characters really well drawn um, in terms of being like well rounded, believable people. You know, you didn't have like a bad guy who was just a bad guy. You didn't have. You didn't have like the the trope of the stupid police detective, which kind of annoys me a lot of times. Like once yeah. we get past Sherlock Holmes, I get annoyed by the stupid police detective. <laughs> no, he was well played too. I like the detective, um, Joe. Yeah, does he come he, back in future books? He's mentioned, um, and I think if I remember right, there's like a passing interaction with him in book two. But he's not so far has not been a major character um, in later books. Okay, uh, but That's she nice. does very much exist in like. A, a world of like people who who are part of her life. So it's not like it's not like you're going to read one book and then the next book like everyone's different or like everything's changed. It's very much you feel like you really know this person mm-hmm. as as you get to know her through the series. So I don't know how you could read the first book and not immediately wanting to download the second <laughs> one. I didn't say I haven't yet. <laughs> I only finished the book right today. So. I I downloaded it. I downloaded it the day that we interviewed Maddie the first time. And um, that was a mistake because I downloaded it at eight o'clock at night when we were done with our podcast recording. And I was like, oh, I'll just read for a little bit. <sighs> you don't do that with a well-written thriller. That's a bad choice. So at one o'clock in the morning, I emailed Maddie to tell her how much I liked her book. <laughs> No, I like it. So um, I really like Anne's powers being so understated. Yes. So often these days, people are like, oh, they could do this. And then it morphs into this. And while there is growth, I never felt like, oh, my gosh, now she's like superhuman. Right. And I like that she, both she and Mike, treated her powers as like, it's like if you're a good artist or like, Mm -hmm a good writer or whatever. Like it's a thing that she does and it's how she makes her money, but it's not like she doesn't have like a personality around it. You know, she's right. not like walking into a room dripping in, in occult symbols going, I feel the spirit. <laughs> she actually downplays it in herself. She does. And she's conflicted about it in some ways. Like she's, she's not always a hundred percent sure she wants to even be doing what she's doing. So contrary to that, the the other psychic that she talks about, I don't remember <laughs> his name right now. He is more what you would consider the the psychic kind of look. But even with that, I ended up liking him. Well, good because he comes back in other books, and he is G- Garrick. Garrick, yes, him. And he's from Maine. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is lovely. And he kind of reminds me of Stephen King a little bit, but don't tell Mr. King I said that because I don't want him to be mad. Um, <laughs> but he does kind of remind me, he's, he's got a persona. 
he does. like wears black and he only drinks hot water and he like he's very oh you poor fools who don't understand the spirit world well that is his shtick though but yes that being his shtick he obviously also can do what he's doing as they talk about in this book which i thought was good for her to have like someone like that out there because while Mike is all good and understanding, this is someone that actually understands what she can do. Yes. And he's not, I think there's value both for the character and and for the reader to have kind of a foil for her, her, her ability to mm-hmm. kind of see where she falls into this spectrum of ability that's out there. And to show, to, to draw out the differences between her, who's, she's very down to earth. She like lives in a cabin with her dog in the mountains and she's self-sufficient and she does her own thing and she's very independent. There is no hint of romance at any point, which I really appreciated because I'm not a romance lover most of the time. And, and she's just so grounded and, and normal, except for this mm-hmm. one thing. <laughs> and he is not, and he's much more the stereotype, but even he has depth. And the more you know him, the more depth you'll see. Yeah, even though we see very little of him, he obviously is more than what he's showing people. So that's yes. good to see. I'm glad to see he's coming back because he looked to be like an interesting character. Yeah, there's there's layers. He's like an onion. There's layers. <laughs> an onion or an ogre, you know. So there is one thing that bothered me about the book. I bet it's the same thing that bothered me. Is it? It might be. You you uh, should tell me what it was. Uh, okay, but so for the next like ten seconds, don't listen if you don't want a spoiler. But I couldn't bear that the dog died. But 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 did you read all the way to the end? I did. But oh, uh-huh. that actually wasn't what bothered me because I thought it was perfect for the story, and also. Um, because because of what happens at the very end, which we're not going to give away, because even though even though we give you a spoiler warning, I'm still not going to say what happens. But I felt like it really gave this beautiful completion. No, I, I will give you that that it redeemed itself. But that was a hard one for me. Yeah, um, it was. It was a rough read. That was like. Oh. <laughs> so tell me yours. Tell me yours. Okay. So that wasn't that. I mean, that did upset me, but it didn't bother me in terms of story structure. What oh, bothered no. me a little I mean, bit in terms of st- thing, it just bothered me. <laughs> well, there. I had one thing, which was there's a point where a character. Again, I'm going to try to do this without spoilers, and I think I can. And you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. There's a point where a character does something illegal and mm-hmm. dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't 100% buy the motivation for that thing. No, I'm with you there. That felt very forced. And everything else, every other character interaction, every other thing that everyone did, every word they said made sense to me except for that one spot. And because it was so brief, mm-hmm. I I got past it pretty quickly. You know, And I was like, all right, yep, the story keeps going. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, it was kind of like there had to be a way that this portion of the plot comes into play. Mm-hmm. And maybe there was just no other way to do it at that point. Um, but it did feel a little bit contrived. Yeah, like the character who's normally... Said I, I was, normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say cautious. Like mm-hmm. he definitely has a uh, he has a tendency to, to kind of push forward and, and push Anne to use what she has. Um, but it just felt like a step too far for him without enough explanation as to why he felt that this was a step worth taking. 
Right, because he wasn't saving anyone's life by doing it, or it was more of a curiosity thing more than anything. Yeah, yeah. And there was no plan for how to undo what they'd done once they did it. It kind of reminded me of what like teenage boys might do. Yeah, like, it was a little young. For a few minutes, and they're like, oh, what did we do? Right. <laughs> honestly, honestly, actually, now that you say that, I think that if the characters had been drunk when they came up with this plan, <laughs> I... I might have, I might have let it, like, I might not even have noticed, but it was just one of those things. Like, it was a moment of, I needed just a slight additional motivation, mm-hmm. but it was, it was so small. Like, if I hadn't been looking for something to complain about, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know that it even would have registered with me. No, um, I mean, I knew immediately what you were talking about. Um, so it did register, but not enough to make me dislike or stop reading it. I still loved them all, and I was, like, good to go. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was a little annoyed that they did it because I was like, guys, that was oh, – why would you – oh, no. But, like, once it was done, I, I saw what was going on, and I was like, all right, I need to I need to know what happens now, so I don't care if you made this choice just because. But and now got that guilt to carry with them for forever. It's true. It's true. There's guilt. Now have we intrigued you all enough to go read this book? Now <laughs> You're like – what are they talking about? What is it? Talking in code. <laughs> no, but I love I I love the way that Maddie seems to have really researched all parts. Like you get this sense that she's one of those authors who's like staying up late going through like virtual house listings so that she can describe exactly what the foyer looks like. Oh, you know, I didn't even stop to think about. It. Yeah, she did paint a good house. But it wasn't just the house. It was also like she has details about like flight mm-hmm. and and the mountains and how different things work. And I just feel like she really does her research. And that becomes ever more apparent the further into the series you get where there are situations where you're, you know, they're more and more like they're the third book. Yeah. The third book is all about Anne's learning to fly. Like she's learning to be oh, a pilot. Nice. And there's so much detail in that. That there was tons of research. And the second book is set mostly in Maine, which I was excited about because I'm from Maine. (laughs) And I was delighted by, like, the things that Maddie clearly dug out to be able to talk about that made it very feel very grounded in the state. It wasn't like there are a lot of people who set stories in, like, the coastal towns of Maine. And you can tell that they've never been there or they were there once for the like you know a summer vacation and that's it but hers felt really grounded in place in a way that makes the the like the one fantastical element of the story which is that Anne can sense the presence of the dead it makes it even more believable when everything around it feels so real no that's true I mean now that I think about it there were details scattered throughout because I am to be honest, a skimmer. If someone starts telling me about all these like in-depth things about velvety cushions and stuff, I will probably skim. But <laughs> but she didn't do that. She gave me just enough detail to make it believable um, and threw in facts, like little quirks about like how the guy talked to the, the pawn dealer or the gun dealer. Um, you know, little bits of information that she would have had to have looked up to make it seem real. Yes. Yeah. And I just... I just think that not all authors go through that trouble. And it is a it is a pleasure to see an independent author who is there is no way you would look at one of her books and think that it was anything but the highest quality 
piece of work. Like you just, I didn't find typos. I didn't find, you know, weird formatting. I didn't find anything that, that would flag it as anything less than incredibly professional. No, uh, the blurb is nice and concise. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the cover, um, I felt was really well done. I see a lot of thriller type covers and I'm like, eh, like even at the bookstores that um, just don't do it for me. They're a little too overwrought. Yeah. This conveys just enough. Like this has some dark themes, but it's not, you know, mass killer craziness stuff. It's just a nice thriller book. Yeah. You can read it alone in your house (laughs) at night. And not be worried that someone's sneaking up behind you, but be mildly concerned that the spirit of your cat might be around somewhere. <laughs> Aww. That's not concerning. It's kind of nice, isn't it? <laughs> All right. So I'd say we give this two huge thumbs up. Yeah, I give this, I personally give this two thumbs up. So if you also give it thumbs up, then that's at least three thumbs. It might be four. It's dip- That's up to you. My dog will throw in a paw. Awesome. So we have three thumbs in a pot. <laughs> so the short is the, the short assessment is read this book. You will you will be grateful that you read it. And um, Maddie's really cool. <laughs> <laughs>